This Raver Replay podcast is being delivered by Ison's Family Pizza. And good evening, everyone, from Ison's Family Pizza at Batesville. It is Coach's Corner. I'm Bryce Kendrick filling in for the Hall of Famer, Ron Raver. Coach Raver continues to recover from major surgery. I did hear from Ron last week, and he's been enjoying the show. I told him I am only keeping the chair warm until he is ready to come back, and we do hope to see Ron and his wife, Sally, back doing the show soon. Good people, Ron and Sally Raver. We'd like to thank a few of our sponsors, of course, Cecil Ison and staff here at Ison's Family Pizza, Gehrings, Fleetwood Chevrolet Buick, along with George's Pharmacy and Medical Equipment. I have five guest segments tonight. Coming up later, it will be David Bradshaw of Jackson Dell Cross Country, and then a trio of Twister coaches, Oldenburg Volleyball's Debbie Gregg, Ken Getz of OA Boys Soccer, and then Twister football coach Brian Mitchell. But starting off our show this week, he is Batesville football coach Evan Allry. Coach, welcome back. Welcome. Thank you. Thank you for having me. And hopefully you're enjoying the weather. It's been definitely nice it has been super nice a little bit of taste of summer in the fall you you never complain about that yeah uh i know that you were hoping after uh, the win last week over greensburg that that might be the start of a of a three-game winning streak for you heading into the postseason but unfortunately franklin county spoiled those plans they got a 34-7 win over you over you at the uh, dog pound and as we were talking before you know we got on here tonight it's it wasn't a question of whether you guys could move the football or not it was really once you got down maybe inside of the 30 where it became tough sledding for you guys it was i mean and they're you know franklin county's a really good team they're well coached and uh you know quite frankly they just uh in all phases you know and i'd even say staff wise i mean they just did a better job of getting their guys um ready for a football game on a friday night um probably adjusted better had a better game plan and their guys execute you know way better than ours and um it's just unfortunately sometimes that's the reality you know and um, you know, just, there's no excuses. It's just one of those you just tip your ball cap to them and right. say, "Good, great, you know, great game." And, and at that point, it was like, "Well, we may turn around and see these guys again." And uh, that's kind of how it was last year. You right. know, we we played them and they they took it to us uh, in round one. And the first time we played, and we turned around and drew them. And uh, you know, it was a lot more competitive the second time around. So, um, you know, they, they're they're senior led and and um, got a really good team and. Um, you know, a lot of respect for, for everything they do. So um, not our best game, not our best uh, performance, but as I told our guys Friday night, you know, as we we knew, Greensburg had very little to do with, you know, tonight's performance, and Franklin County sh- should and will have little to do with Connorsville's performance. Well, looking uh, at a little bit more from uh, the game on Friday, and, and we've talked before about, uh, you know, the skill position spots and how you guys are, are really athletic in that area and have a lot of speed. Franklin County uh, can certainly match you in that. Uh, Brady Moorhead, he ran for three touchdowns. Bridger Bolos and Jacob Schatzel uh, also had a couple of really long touchdown runs. Uh, those guys can pick them up and put them down. They can. And, um, yeah, the big the big thing in that game, I felt, um, you know, they they won the game in the trenches, um, and they had some big plays. I mean, the the, the first series they scored in two plays on a big run, and um, you know, and, and and there are things that, uh, you know, you you just can't be a step or two out, or you know, um, not run your feet on a tackle or. Whatever it is, you know, those guys are just, they're really, really good. And then, you know, they're very skilled enough to mm-hmm. where if you are a step late or you react as a step late um, or not, you know, whatever it is, they're, they're, they're faster. You know, they, they, I mean, we didn't have a guy, I mean, Chattel, I mean, he's probably the fastest guy in the conference. So, you know, on the big long touchdown run right before halftime, which was, I don't say backbreaking, um, but boy, that was a big play. You know, you had him, and, and, and to be honest, 
not many times would you say, oh, you know, you're going to get them fourth and seven after they, it was a third down play and you could get them in fourth and seven. You're like, well, most times I'm going to decline the penalty and, 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 and make them punt. I just had this feeling that Coach Gilman was not going to punt. And you're thinking, but if we push them back more towards midfield, mm-hmm. um, get, a, get, you know, get, get a stop um, and get the heck out of here, you know, maybe at halftime. And uh, of all things, they go on a jet sweep to probably the best athlete on the field, and they caught us. You know, yeah. um, they caught us and uh, maybe a little out of position. And um, so credit to them. And that was a big play. I think, you know, you're 14 nothing at that point. We kind of settled in after they kind of punched us in the mouth. Uh, but you go down 20 nothing, and it just felt like we had a couple opportunities even in the second half. We just could not punch and couldn't get over that hump. And, um, it was it was kind of the, the the tale of what it has been the last two times we've played these guys mm-hmm. um, is we can move the ball from thirty to thirty, um, and in some cases we got the ball inside the red zone, couldn't finish drives, couldn't take advantage of a turnover, um, you know, and, and quite frankly, just frustrating. Just a frustrating night, but uh, you just got to move on and can't let it can't let it dwell you right. know into this week. Right. We are speaking with Evan Alry, head football coach at uh, Batesville, and, and coach, uh, you did avoid the shutout down four scores, and uh, your team was able to fight and scrap and, and put together one scoring drive. It ended with a uh, with a touchdown pass from Lecker to Wilson. Uh, how did that drive build for you? Well, it just I, mean, I think we got the ball around midfield, uh, maybe a little bit for the I can't, you know, uh, but just a good balance, you know. I think mm-hmm. you're, you're, you know, in a situation. Um, you're still trying to establish a run game, and that that's the thing with with Franklin County's. Um, they got three really good linebackers mm-hmm. that are senior led, and then and their in their defensive front's really good, very right. athletic. They got a good mixture of speed and size, and you just can't get in a situation even when you're down. Sometimes you're going to have a better chance of ripping off a big play in the run game, sure, because you just let them tee off. Um, I don't know how well we're going to consistently block, so we still had good balance in that drive. I know Luke Wilson caught a you know caught a crosser, and uh, Bryce Fidelli had another good catch on the side, and kind of got us going. But we were kind of sprinkling in, and Gage Pullman had a nice ripped off a nice little run. Um, to be honest, kind of what it was on a handful of our drives. Mm-hmm. You know, we had decent balance. We had some matchups that we liked. We knew that. They were either going to have to double-team Bryson Benelli or we were going to get him one-on-one with either a freshman or a young guy. And, you know, there were times that we were able to take advantage of it, you know, and other times um, just unfortunately plays just, you know, just wouldn't be made or, you know, on their part they were making plays. And um, and that's just how how it goes. But, uh, yeah, uh, you know, Travis connects with Luke Wilson, you know, in, in, in the end zone. But um, I, I I can think of at least three drives, I believe, Bryce. We had the ball inside the red zone and, and – and, um, you know, it's just one of those. It just wasn't your night, you right? Know, and and um, so. Well, that game is in the rearview mirror, and now you focus your sights on Connorsville, a chance to finish the regular season uh, above five hundred. Your thoughts about facing Connorsville this Friday at their place? Well, I mean, anytime you go on the road, you know, uh, it's always going to be, you know, hopefully you guys get off the bus ready to roll, right? And uh, with fall break, you always it's always a little awkward and a little different. Um, schedule's a little different this week, but um, yeah, Cottersville's a, a team. They they've they like their one win is Rushville, and um, they've shown the ability to score some points. And uh, I have a lot of respect for Coach Jackson. I mean, he's in his second year, and I know they've. They've been battling some numbers this year. You know, that's kind of been a big thing. But, um, you know, his kids, I know I know for a fact, you, know, you can see it in film, the kids are going to play hard. Right. And, um, you know, they, it's an opportunity for them to, you know, as, you know just, like, just like us, you know, end the season on a win, um, get into the tournament. 
Uh, so we know we're going to get their best shot. And um, like I said, I mean, that that's just the reality, you know, of that. So we we got to look at it. And I think the big thing for us all week um, it has, has to be um, how do we get better and just focus internally, right. you know, because, uh, you know, if we don't fix things internally, Bryce, it really won't matter, right? right. So that's you know, it's us, us as coaches and players and, and all that involved. So, um, but we know, you know, um, Connorsville is fully capable of scoring and, and, and putting us in certain situations. So we uh-huh. just got to go there and get off the bus, execute, and play play good football. Well, Sunday night and uh, at this time of the year, uh, there there is an opportunity for coaches to take a little peek ahead because uh, the IHSAA tournament draw came out on on uh, Sunday, and you got a favorable favorable draw in round one. Uh, you've got Rushville at home, so uh, first week um, uh, you have to feel pretty good about the draw in general. Yeah, I, I mean, can't complain. Um, I'm not. I to be honest, bro, I, this was the first year I didn't watch it. Really. I, and I don't know. Um, yeah, I, to be honest, I didn't. I, it was one of those I just kind of had a mindset. I'm sure somebody will text me um, <laughs> and let me know. Um, and well, it didn't even take but 20 minutes, probably. I knew it because at some point, you don't like, I knew it sometime in the middle when they all started. Right. I knew what time it started. Right. Uh, I knew how to get to it because people had asked and I shared them the link. Uh, maybe it was because I was caught up watching the Cowboys. I'm a Cowboys fan. And, <laughs> so I probably just lost some, some respect from those that are listening. But Yeah, we're not going to have you back uh, next week. <laughs> <laughs> Understandable. Um, but I was kind of just, you know, enjoying the weekend and watching. And, um, you know, and I, and I said, you know, well, whatever happens, happens. And, uh, you know, I'm kind of focusing – you know, on Connorsville and us and, and, and what we need to do. And and uh, then I got the text, obviously, that we, you know, what the draw is. And it was nice that we got a home game, um, you know, and it looks like, um, obviously, I think it's Brownstown and maybe Scottsburg. Brownstown, maybe. Central, and Scottsburg yeah. so, above you. So, I mean, I think there's a good chance, potentially, there could be a couple home games, you know, right. depending on how things play out. With but, you being the second team in that, that top, in right. the upper part of that bracket, that's uh, if you win, you get, you get the home game uh, two weeks in a row. Yeah, so, I mean... Yeah, whatever that means, but uh, but you can't know, hurt. Yeah, that's kind of the way I interpreted it, as people were telling me, right. um, you know that. But uh, no, I, like I said, I you know we we uh, you know Rushville, uh, you know we played in the first time, and and um, you know you know we won and we we took care of business, but you know they they gave us some fits early on, and and you know you you know that any team that's um, obviously whatever happens this week, I think they've got. Maybe Greensburg or something. I think if I recall, mm-hmm. I think I remember just because coaching at Greensburg, right. you know. But uh, um, you know that they're going to be desperate, and uh, they're going to you're going to get everything you know a team you know, um, has, and uh, you can't take anyone lightly. You just, like I said, it, it all comes back to I think right now the focus for our guys is not on the team across the field or across you know on the other side of the ball. It's more on us right now, right? Well, Coach, we greatly appreciate your time again this week. Wish you all the best up at Connersville. We'll have that game on. Uh, that'll be streaming on WRBIRadio.com. Thanks once again, and all the best to you. Hope you can pick up win number five Friday night. All right, thank you. Thank you. That's Evan Ulrey, head coach of uh, Batesville Football, and we'll be back with Jacksonville Cross Country Coach David Bradshaw. You're listening to Coach's Corner on Country 103.9 WRBI. It's back. Our delicious chicken bruschetta pizza is back. Cecil Ison from Ison's Family Pizza in downtown Batesville. The savory pizza with white garlic sauce, seasoned chicken, mozzarella provolone cheese, tomatoes, and fresh basil, all on our fresh in-house made dough. Mmm, mmm. 
Come try this or any of Batesville's best pizza at 117 East George Street, IsonsFamilyPizza.com, 812-933-0333. Ison's Family Pizza's famous chicken bruschetta pizza is back. Nothing brings the family together like a home-cooked meal. Let Whirlpool and Maytag Appliances help you handle what the day brings. From smart cooking to dependable dishwashers, Garings has it all. With the largest selection of Whirlpool and Maytag appliances in the area, you're sure to find the perfect appliance for your cooking needs. Shop for the best appliances with the latest features at Garings today. Whirlpool and Garings, 316 North Main, Batesville. Coach's Corner, delivered by Ison's Family Pizza, continues from 103.9 WRVI. And welcome back to Ison's Family Pizza in Batesville for Coach's Corner on WRBI, brought to you in part by Great Plains Communications, Hurt and Elko, Margaret Mary Health, and Bruns Gutzweiler. I'm Bryce Kendrick. Batesville football coach Evan Ulrey was uh, in our last segment. We thank him for joining us, and now it's time to welcome... One of the least athletic and practically unknown individuals ever to come out of Jackson Dell. He is cross country coach David Bradshaw. Coach, good to see you again. How you been? Good to see you, sir. And boy, I didn't know I'd ever see you in this capacity. <laughs> Uh, but uh, we're glad we're here, and we're here to promote uh, our student-athletes at Jacksonville on the cross-country team. Well, we're, we are going to do that. I, I do want to take just a moment, because this is the first time I've had in this role, to congratulate you on your 500th win as uh, the baseball coach of Jacksonville, and uh, also getting a field named after you. I, you know, uh, I've, I've been around I don't know. I've been around for a long time, and I, you know, I can't even get an outhouse named after me. You get, you get a field named after you. I don't know, just a lot of, a lot of time out there over uh, from Span of almost four decades, so right, you know, a long time. Well, it's certainly an immaculate facility out there, and you have always done a wonderful job out there. And and let's transition now from Batesville and talk about uh, the sport at hand here, and that is uh, cross country. Before we get into what you guys did at the uh, sectional this past week, uh, the week prior, yeah, your club was running in the ORVC championships down at Hanover College. Uh, the boys ended up finishing fifth. Uh, the girls took third place. Uh, you had three kids. All conference, Josh Poley of uh, of the boys and uh, the Simons on the girls' side. That was that wasn't a bad day for you guys. No, that was very uh, very good day for them. And you know, Chloe and Kayla have been all conference all four years. They've been in high oh, school. That's fantastic. And not too many kids can say that. Right. Yeah, and Josh has been there three years. And uh, you know, the, those kids have worked really hard. Uh, we are kind of here at the end of the season we had some i guess you would call it some misfortunate things happen we had some kids had some injuries and nagging injuries and it kind of cut down on their performance levels and and you know going into the that last two weeks of the season up until that point you know we had some kids that were had better times but you know when you have an injury you have an injury and they decided to go ahead and and continue to run and uh and you have to give them credit for that um so you know it's it's been a really good year the boys you know overall are 54 and 28 at this present time the girls are 55 and 26 so you know just it just happened the injuries happened at the wrong time yeah it's nothing nothing to sneeze at and you're you're talking about injuries and and you know obviously we're very very late in the season we're in postseason right now now, uh, in talking with other cross-country coaches, when you get this deep in the year, 
Um, does, does the mindset as a coach, do you change the way that the, that the kids are trying to prepare for the upcoming meets, or is it pretty much the same? Well, I think you have to base it on an individual basis, mm-hmm. you know, where they're at. And, you know, that mammoths of uh, shin splints and ankle turns, uh, you know, they do play into the effect of running 3.16 sure. miles. So, uh, And we had a couple kids that had some of those things on both sides, you know, on the girls' side and the boys' side. But, you know, we... Uh, we continue to work, and uh, and the kids did a nice job. And this has been a very pleasant group to coach. Yeah. Well, we'll talk a little bit about the makeup of the team then, since you're talking about them as a group. Well, what, okay. is, what has been so nice about having this group of kids this year? Well, these kids, you know, they I think they gave you know they gave 100 percent of their effort, uh, you know, in practice and meets. Um, had some of these kids for a long time all four years you know or three years and uh if you don't mind i'll just go through and mention, mention each one of them on the boys side uh seniors were cameron darnold you know we shared him with soccer uh he he did a great job not only for us in cross country but he did a great job on the soccer field austin hammond uh, senior Adam Maloney, a senior, you know, who was fortunate enough to make the all uh, county team, and he's a regional qualifier. Right. Uh, Josh Pulley, he's been all county, all conference, um, regional qualifier. Uh, he was on the all sectional team in the top 20. Austin Rolls, another senior who had a fine year, uh, did a good job. I think he provided leadership for us. Uh, Cameron Rutherford, he is also a regional qualifier for us at Franklin this upcoming Saturday. Mm-hmm. And then we kind of round out the boys' side with Gabe Maloney, who's a sophomore, who has worked very hard during the year, and a freshman, and Jacob Ricky. On the girls' side, we have three seniors, Shelby Rutherford. She's ran all four years. She's been very pleasant to coach, <clears throat> has done a nice job. And then we have the Simon uh, twins, Chloe and Kayla. Uh, again, you know, they did everything you could possibly ask of them, all conference, all county, regional qualifier. Um, they are just really hardworking young ladies. And uh, Allison Peets, a sophomore, um, she has done a good job for us this year. Kenzie Rolls, a sophomore, she has done a nice job. And then we have a couple of freshmen, and one of the freshmen is Virginia Minch, who was a regional qualifier. She really caught fire the last uh, three or four meets and really dropped her time, and, and she was the 13th person in the conference race. So she was right there almost all conference also. And then Aaliyah Karsner. Then we have a couple managers, a couple freshmen, Delaney Hughes and Mason Sutton. So, you know, nice bunch of kids. Uh, not a discipline problem with any of them. Uh, ask them to do something. They try to do it to the best of their ability. Well, Coach, you were rattling off uh, those names right there. And, and, again, congratulations on having such a wonderful group of kids. When you, when you look at what happened in the sectional, by the way, we're speaking with Jackson Dell cross-country coach David Bradshaw. Uh, from an individual standpoint, were there any surprises out of the, out of the six that uh, get to move on for you up to uh, the Franklin Regional? Any of those uh, a surprise, or, or did you kind of expect that going in? Well, um, you know, Cameron Rutherford has came on here the last few meets, and he keeps dropping time, keeps dropping time, and he ran a personal best in the sectional, uh, like 23 seconds. Seconds, and uh, I was really twenty. Yeah, 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 and he was, you know, he was, you know, you just have to give him credit. He's continued to work. Um, 
and you know Josh we hope Josh continues on you know he was able to get to that next level last year but you know Friday, uh, when it comes Saturday that's going to be you know it's, you're going to be competing against Center Grove and some of the likes of that nature right. Franklin and uh, Greenwood and it's going to be tough but you know I think he'll rise to the occasion and Adam you know Adam's been pretty consistent all year long but a couple meets where he didn't didn't have as good a race, but he made a lot of an improvement as the year has gone on. And Chloe and Kayla, they've been really solid all four years, and uh, they've—I think—they have been to the the regional level all four years. And nice surprise in Virginia here mm-hmm. late in the year. So your freshman, yeah. So we're we're looking for the kids to represent Jacksonville in fine fashion on Saturday, and we hope the best for them. Well, one more accolade uh, for Josh—he uh, made all sectional with his ninth place finish. So uh, yeah, that, that that's always a big deal. So congratulations to him. Have uh, have Kayla and Chloe ever requested to put hurdles out on a cl- cross country course to turn it into a steeplechase? No, they've never done that. But uh, you know that wouldn't surprise me. I mean, they're they're up for a lot of things, and uh, you know, just two super young athletes uh, that we've been lucky to have there at Jacksonville, and and they've continued to work all four years. And you know, what else more could you ask for? Yeah, from a from a team perspective, uh, the boys ended up finishing seventh uh, at South Dearborn. The girls, oh man, just three yeah. three points out yeah. of, of qualifying as a team, and and but uh, uh, it it sounds like you're pretty pleased overall. Yeah, yeah, I ran. am, and I mean, this the kids have worked real hard, and I I think one of those young ladies that was on that squad at you know the last couple weeks suffered quite a bit from shin splints mm-hmm. and cut cut you know she just didn't perform quite as well as she had earlier in the year and you know you take that away and who knows what would happen you know uh, times in the sport are somewhat relative because uh, they change based on course conditions and and really the course itself what uh, what what are the main differences if any between the course that you ran at morris hill hosted by south dearborn and, and the one that your kids are going to run at saturday up in franklin well they're kind of familiar in a in a i guess in a way because there's like little rolling mm-hmm. uh hills that exist at both places um the thing that i remember over the last few years of going to franklin is it seems like it's a it's a pretty quick course uh-huh. you know and you make several make a couple different loops that you have to go through and through a wood same as you do down at, at south dearborn or at moore's hill there and so they're they're somewhat similar yeah it, it is halloween there's nobody with a chainsaw waiting behind a tree somewhere no i haven't i haven't witnessed that yet and i hope i don't all right i don't either well coach it is so great to catch up with you again yeah uh, it's been well, fabulous and and i hope this is not the the last time that you and i have a chance to do this no and, i hope not myself and you know bryce i'd first of all like to congratulate you on getting into the rbi family and and uh i'm sure you're going to do great things for them well i appreciate that coach and uh, again always great catching up uh, with you and we wish your six kids the very best on saturday up yeah. in Franklin. if you don't mind i'd like just to make a shout out to coach raver absolutely uh, coach I, I know you've had some trying times here lately but things are on the up and up and you know from uh one guy that's been around all the sports for many years to another. I wish you well.
That's fantastic. David, thank you so much. Thank you. All the best. David Bradshaw, cross-country coach at Jackson Dell. And uh, we'll have Debbie Gregg, the Oldenburg volleyball coach, coming up in our next segment. You're listening to Coach's Corner on Country 103.9 WRBI. It's back. Our delicious chicken bruschetta pizza is back. Cecil Ison from Ison's Family Pizza in downtown Batesville. The savory pizza with white garlic sauce, seasoned chicken, mozzarella provolone cheese, tomatoes, and fresh basil. All on our fresh in-house made dough. Mmm, mmm. Come try this or any of Batesville's best pizza at 117 East George Street, IsonsFamilyPizza.com, 812-933-0333. Ison's Family Pizza's famous chicken bruschetta pizza is back. Hurt and Elko, your local Lennox dealer, is 50 years old. Hi, it's Scott Lamping, and we're proud to have been providing quality products, professional installation, and dependable service for residential, commercial, and farms in southeastern Indiana since 1971. Our experienced and helpful calendar staff can help you do-it-yourselfers and contractors, and our experienced service technicians and installers are glad to do it for you. Hurt and Elko, celebrating 50 years of business. You are tuned to Coach's Corner, delivered by Ison's Family Pizza at 103.9 WRBI. Thanks again for joining us on Coach's Corner on WRBI. We'd like to thank our host, Ison's Family Pizza, along with Garing's, George's Pharmacy, and Medical Equipment, plus Fleetwood Chevrolet Buick, who helped sponsor the show. I'm Bryce Kendrick, filling in for the Hall of Famer, Ron Raver. It was uh, good to see Coach David Bradshaw of Jacksonville once again, and now I'm pleased to welcome someone whom I don't think I've seen in about a year. She is Oldenburg Volleyball Coach Debbie Gregg. Hello, Debbie. How are you? Hello, Bryce. Nice to be here with you this evening. Well, it is great to uh, catch up with you and talk a little uh, Oldenburg Volleyball, and uh, this team right now is playing some pretty good ball you have won three straight and seven out of the last nine that's got to feel pretty good for the twisters it does it's a complete difference um uh, than a year ago that's for sure we've been working to build a program and uh, we just have a great group of young ladies who are um, drama free and uh, they work hard at all at everything they do well we're going to talk individually about those but i want to get uh, kind of a feel for the team right now and and let's go back to to the beginning of the week uh start of a pretty good run for you guys uh you get a uh three one victory over county rival franklin county talk about that match yes uh that actually was uh uh it always is whenever we play franklin county so we uh i think it went five sets didn't it did i have down three one i was thinking that it went five but um it was a it was a barn burner uh the girls fought hard uh they had to protect their home court uh-huh. um and it might have been three one i don't have it in front of me but um Mine has said three one. Yeah, but, but regardless, it, it's three you one. Got the another win. another time of the week we did go five. But anyway, right. um, it, the girls step up, so they'll they'll play uh, really well, and then sometimes they'll come out and let down, but then they never give up, um, and they keep fighting till the end. So it was it was a great great match for us. You had Kate Weber and Elizabeth Gigrich and Caroline Jansing. Those three combined for fifty five serves without a miss, and uh, got seven aces on top of it. That was a pretty good night from the service line. That is that is. I always tell them when we can serve well, when we can be consistent and get a few aces, then uh, that helps our that helps our game. Well, jumping ahead to Thursday, and that indeed was a five uh, set match. A home one for you, a win over Rushville, and uh, a couple of those games go extended sets. You lost the first one 26-24, but uh, then you bounced back, and you got a key win in the fourth set, 28-26, and then wrap things up with a 15-10 victory down the stretch. So a nice win over the Lady Lions on Thursday night. Uh, yes, the girls, um, I told them coming in that Rushville, I said, I just feel like... Um 
they've got a solid group in their building because they're down to just one senior. I said, and I just have this feeling they're going to want it more than you. And my seniors got a little upset and said, no, I think we want it more. So then after we dropped a couple, I said, you have to go out there and prove that you want to protect your court. So they, they, they did step up and protect the home court. I'm going to jump in with an individual note right here. And again, we're speaking with Debbie Gregg, the uh, head volleyball coach at Oldenburg, because um, we've, we've kind of been tracking here as of late what Elizabeth Gigrich has been doing in the Diggs department. And, and that particular night against the Lions, she finished with 45, which is just that that's that's a mind-blowing number. Her career number as of Thursday was 1330, and she continues to add to her career total, which is a record at Oldenburg. She does. I said she she got her thousandth dig, which is always a big accomplishment um, as a DS. So she did that um, earlier in the season. So we knew that she would be chasing after um, a record. Now, I try to go back with max preps and things the best that we can over the last like nine years. And to the best of our ability, we think that um, she did she did top that. There's Alex Bamonte and Megan Hornberger, but she's topped their their records and counting. So she um, we said that that was definitely a career high at the 45 i said she was just definitely building her stats for that night so um she was digging putting her heart out there putting herself on the line so all right i'm going to lean on you a little bit here because i don't have a whole lot of notes on what happened saturday but am i correct in saying that you guys won the edinburgh tournament we didn't i wish that we did it felt like a win for us last year we um placed seventh out of eight teams and this year we were second in our pool and then we won crossovers to get us third so third out of eight um that was a huge uh turnaround for us so um, so what was the match that got you then that kept you from uh greenwood christian okay so greenwood green we were close with them so we only went two sets but um they went on to win the tournament so we we hung with them we were tight with them i feel like it's a game the match we could have won so they they were the eventual went on to win it so um very proud of them. They they stepped up big in the rest of their play that day. You got a couple of wins over two ORVC opponents, Jacksonville, which has made marked improvements uh, yes. this year. Southwestern Hanover, who's always tough. I personally don't know anything about Speedway, so uh, fill me in on the on the match with the spark plugs. How did that go for you? So Speedway was. Um it ended up going three. We end up um, letting down just a bit. They have talent, but we were able to come through and, and do what we needed to do when we needed to do it. So um, every match that we play, I always say none of them are none of them are easy. So Jacksonville, every time we played them in the season, it went five um, earlier. And then this, this Saturday, it went three. So and we play them again coming up for sectionals. Yes. So it's always it's always a... A good push. Thursday night at uh, 5.30 at Trinity Lutheran. And, and we'll, we'll make this the last team reference before we start talking okay. about your players. Um, but uh, you're matched up with Jackson Dell. Be another fight with the Eagles. Should you win that, uh, Trinity Lutheran is looming uh, on the other side of that bracket. They have to beat Crothersville. But uh, uh, I don't think there's a snowball's chance in Hades that they're going to be losing that one. So uh, uh, Trinity Lutheran will be, will be hanging, hanging on the door as it were yes we played them in in our season and i think they might be number one in the state right now but we said you know it's kind of like going in there uh we're the ones that have nothing to lose and everything to gain so all all things are possible i said we're trying to work on a few little things um being a little more strategic than the last time we played them and our blocking has stepped up much better um the girls are they really are not afraid last year we drew them first and going in and they just were just all anxious and i think they're going in there with the attitude that anything's possible well this team is certainly trending in the right direction and you want to be playing well at this time of the year i know it's cliche but it's it's very very true let's talk now about uh individually as again we're speaking with debbie Gregg, head coach of oldenburg volleyball uh, talk about some of your players that uh, have made this team uh 
much more successful than it was from one season ago. Okay, well, we have a solid eight, and then we also um, dress a few players. So our two seniors, um, Elizabeth Gig, which we've already talked about, but she also leads the team in aces. Mm-hmm. And so her serve this year has really come along. Last year, she's she's very powerful, and she she has um, really done a lot better at the service line. So that helps her along with her digs and right. her serve receive. And then Jenna Corman's our other senior. Last year, she um, alternated as a DS with another player, and this year she's a six-rotation player, solid, coachable calm young lady she's in on every serve receive rotation she's fourth on the team with digs and she's just solid all the way around and mm-hmm. she's very strategic so the two seniors anchor my team um do you want me to continue? Please. Okay. Then we have our three juniors. Um, Ellie Bruns was actually out for, the, I think, about the first four weeks. Um, she injured um, during the Greensburg match. She came down with a big block, and she was full of energy, and she injured her foot or ankle, and she was out for a month. But she now is back stronger than ever. She leads the team with blocks, mm-hmm. 53, and we need her on the court. She is our energy. So she gets the girls fired up. So Ellie's our spark. Um, Caroline Jansing, she is now a six-rotation player. She only dressed varsity last year toward the end, and she's vital to our team. She, I think, um, was it against Rushville? She had 19 kills, which is one she of her did. highs. So she um, she is really on fire right now. Uh, she's in on every serve-receive rotation. She's second on the team for digs. Um, serve-receive, second on the team with how many times she receives the ball. So she's a go-to player right now. She's a threat um, in the back row attacking, front row. Um, she's she's um, pivotal to the team. And our other junior to round out is Mary Hunter. She um, has 80 kills at 11 blocks. She is... Um, we need her at the net, and she's really starting to clean up her net play. So if, if it's if she's off, then it's like just place the ball. So she's doing much better at placing the ball. And that rounds out our juniors. And then we bring up our um, three key sophomores who are in um, all the games. Um, Kate Weber, she's third on the team with digs at 333. She's third on the team with aces, second in assists. She's a six-rotation player. She's an opposite hitter. Um, she's actually first in kills on the team so Kate's a, a pivotal player and then Kenley Martin is our other um, sophomore setter who's um, she sometimes gets into place in front row but she mainly anchors the um, service line mm-hmm. and our assist and she's done a phenomenal job of being able to read um, when to dump the ball um, just a great leader she's actually one of our captains this year also along with the seniors and then we have Chloe Bowman who um, she came into us last year from OA from baseball never played volleyball before so we got her right into the varsity level, and she's um, really coming into her own. She's second on the team with blocks, and she um, really is stepping up her play, and it's a fast-paced game. So um, she's pivotal to our definitely blocking and coming into her hitting. And then we have a few um, sophomores who are pulled up, Lily Shebler, Lily Dennis, and Evelyn Vanderpool, who they help us out a tremendous amount um, in, their, in our practices and um, come off the bench when we need them. Um, Lily Shebler, lately, she's been coming off the bench um, and serving, and she's, just in the last few weeks, 44 serves coming off the bench, which is wow. tough, and she's 100%. So that's that's a that's a tall <laughs> order. She goes in in some key spots where it's like, I just need a consistent server, and she goes out and gets the job done. And Lily Dennis does some setting du- duties for us when needed. She's got a really strong serve, so um, we're just excited to have her in the future for some defense and serving, and Evelyn Vanderpool also has come, come in some key moments. And then we also pulled up for our sectional roster of freshmen, Gabby Cullen, who came in. She actually moved here from Texas, but she's um, a team player. She actually stayed back um, to be pulled up. Her family went to Texas, and she wanted to stay back and be part of the sectional team. So she's got some height, and we're looking forward to a bright future for, for her. So um, we have a great group of young ladies, and I'm my coaching staff, um, Rory Bauman, who um, she went to Oldenburg. I coached her starting out 
at her St. Nicholas years. And then my daughter, <laughs> who was a player um, for East Central, my daughter Catherine, they call her Cat. Um, she a, was a libero, so she's really helped my defense um, play, defensive players this year. She's got a great read. So those little strategies, strategic coaching, right. staff helpers have really helped me this year. All right. Well, I'm feeling a, I'm feeling a really good vibe about Oldenburg yeah. Volleyball this year. Congratulations on your success, and we certainly wish you all the best uh, come Thursday night when you take on Jackson Dell. Thank you so much. Good luck against the Eagles. It's great seeing you guys. Good to see you. Thank right. you. That's Debbie Gregg, head coach of Oldenburg Volleyball, and uh, we will be back with uh, Ken Getz, boys soccer coach at Oldenburg, in just a moment. You're listening to The Coach's Show on Country 103.9 WRBI. It's back. Our delicious chicken bruschetta pizza is back. Cecil Eisen from Eisen's Family Pizza in downtown Batesville. The savory pizza with white garlic sauce, seasoned chicken, mozzarella provolone cheese, tomatoes, and fresh basil, all on our fresh in-house made dough. Mmm, mmm. Come try this or any of Batesville's best pizza at 117 East George Street, IsonsFamilyPizza.com, 812-933-0333. Ison's Family Pizza's famous chicken bruschetta pizza is back. Back to more Coach's Corner, delivered by Ison's Family Pizza on 103.9 WRBI. And once again, uh, we're back at Ison's Family Pizza in Batesville for another edition of Coach's Corner on WRBI, brought to you in part by Great Plains Communications, Hurt and Elko, Margaret Mary Health, and Bruns Gutzweiler. Once again, I'm Bryce Kendrick. Thanks to Oldenburg Volleyball Coach Debbie Gregg for spending some time with us in our last segment. And I'm uh, now joined by someone I had a chance to get reacquainted with last week, uh, the head coach of Oldenburg Boys Soccer. He is Ken Getz. Coach, good to see you again. Yeah, you too. It's uh, this it's a little better the weather tonight than it was uh, on Wednesday night when we out there in a rainstorm. I think my jeans and my polo and my jacket are still wet. They're still trying to dry out there as we were trying to get set up in a uh, in a downpour before that match got underway. Luckily, once the game started, it kind of cleared up, so to speak, and uh, and we got it all in. Well, let's let's go right to that match because uh, that is one of the best matches that I've seen as far as excitement is concerned. I know you're looking at it from another standpoint. We're going to talk about that in just a second, but uh, you get a game that goes not only overtime, you get into penalty kicks. It's not decided in the initial five. You have to go one-on-one after that. Sudden death PKs. Have you ever been involved in a match like that, player, coach, otherwise, even seen one that has gone 10 deep in PKs before uh, a winner is decided? No, I haven't. I I thought on the way home, you know, I've coached probably over 250 high school games and probably 350, 400 other soccer games when my kids were little growing up. And I've never been past the first five. Yeah, it's, it, it was incredible. And, and let's talk about kind of how we got there. Um, you guys, uh, you guys get the goal um, early on. Um, uh, Greenwood Christian Academy comes back and, and they tie it up. Uh, but you get to the end of regulation, and I know you're kind of playing maybe through some numbers in your head. And you're thinking, man, we kind of we kind of dominated that oh, yeah. that eighty minutes right there, and and ended up with a one one tie. And that's somewhat the frustration of the sport that you can just outkick the you know what out of out of your opponent. But uh, at the end, it just matters uh, how many goals are put between the pipes, and it's a one one tie after eighty minutes. Yeah, we uh, we outshot them thirty five to five. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, again, I thought we dominated the game. The shot-wise, we did. Um, unfortunate was, a, it, I think it came off a throw-in, uh, how they scored and right. went across the face of the goal. And my keeper got his hands on it but couldn't come up clean with it. And, right. and they're, they have a legit scorer on their team, and he was right place at the right time. 
right. adapted in. Uh, your goal, uh, after a scoreless first half, you score about five minutes into the second half. Jake Negavetic, uh got one in the six-yard box. Follow-up kind of set him up there with a header. Yeah, uh, that was pretty exciting for Jake. Uh, Jake's a senior, and uh, that was his first goal he's ever scored in varsity. So, you know, you could tell he was really excited when he came out of there. Uh, when when uh, the Cougars, uh, Fernando Lagunas, uh, he was the one that answered uh, with about, I think it was about nine minutes left in, in regulation. Um, what was your feeling when that when that ball went in the net? You know, it's frustrating because, yeah. you know, like I say, you dominate the whole game. You think, man, we got this. And, and I was just ready. We <clears throat> Typically, we go into more of a defensive mode when we get up late in the game. And I had the guy out, and I was talking to him. And I said, this is what I want you to do. Right. We're going to. We're going to put another defender back and take a guy off the front line, and we're going to just play the rest of this game out. And before I could get him in, the goal happened. As uh, we get into, uh, you know, nothing happened during the uh, 14 minutes of overtime, which uh, in in my experience, the games that I've watched go overtime, it seems like less happens during 14 minutes of overtime than at any other point in a match. I think the kids are just wore out by then. And said, Let, let's just let's just play out the string here for 14 yeah. minutes, and you know we'll put the ball on the spot and take our chances on the PKs. But uh, you get to the you get to the round of PKs. Uh, both teams put in two. Both teams have two blocked, and both have one missed and uh, you know a a few chances here and there but uh, you were able to uh, stick a couple in the gold right there Um, Jacob Cornelius and uh, uh, Nick Follop were able to put them in during the first five for you yeah it was a little bit frustrating I mean uh, you think you and I would have put the same five back out there again but you think you got the five out there you want and this things just didn't work out you know and and then then I really didn't have the next five pick because again like I say i Never, never happened. Never happened to me before. <laughs> I've never had to worry about it. Now I'm thinking, oh Christ! Now I got to look at five more here. So you know, I'm kind of scrambling around, and and I knew the first two. I it was no doubt that it was going to be uh, Joe Sutman and, and Thomas Low Miller. They were going to be my first two, but then it was a, it was the next three. I was trying to figure out my mind who I'm going to pick. Well, two good picks because both of them put it in the net, but uh, Greenwood Christian uh, comes up with the answer each yeah. time, so so you're, you're sending again tied after the seventh pairing at 4-4. Uh, both teams come up empty on their eighth. Uh, in the ninth, uh, Luke Meyer uh, put one in goal for you, but that was answered by Nick Cotton Jim of the Cougars. We're even at 5-5, and then it comes down to the tenth. Yeah. You take me through the tenth pairing. Well, I just want to go back a little bit to the ninth. Well, sure. Because... <clears throat> the the ninth pick, Luke Meyer, he'd been out since the second game of the season. He broke a toe, and that was his first game back. And so when I picked him to be one of my kickers, my assistant coach looked at me like, you sure? Yeah, I'm sure, because he, he deserves it. I mean, right. he's a junior, and he's been out there, you know. So he made that. And then my next pick, my last pick, was Hayden Blair, who's a freshman. But he's really he, – he's been – Lights out uh, for me up front. He's been a comes in, you know, and, and spells the seniors up front. And he's a real good. It's going to be a real good striker. He just he's just a freshman yet, you know. So his body's just not quite there for seventeen and eighteen year olds. The and, white. Go ahead, please. And, but he stepped in and he just drilled it, you know, like like you know, it, it didn't bother him one bit. We're speaking with Ken Getz, uh, boys soccer coach at Oldenburg, and it comes down to the tenth. Uh, you mentioned the freshman. 
uh, who who kicked it in for you. But you also have a freshman in goal. You have yeah. two first-year players that come up big in the biggest possible moment of that match. Yeah, uh, Isaiah Wagner in goal. Isaiah Wagner. He's he was my keeper this year. He's a freshman also. He he's had some big shoes to fill the last four years. I've had a guy by the name of Chris Hopman. I've heard of him. Who, who, who was probably you know. I'm a little bit biased, but I, most coaches will tell you he was probably the best keeper in this area mm-hmm. uh, for the last four years. So, uh, But Isaiah stepped up big time for us. Well, you, you come up with an exciting win, uh, final score 2-1 with a 6-5 edge in penalty kicks, and uh, then you go back and you have to travel back to southwestern Shelby, take on the host Spartans on Saturday. Beautiful afternoon for soccer, but uh, unfortunately, a 2 nothing final that didn't go in your favor. Talk a little bit about the final. Yeah, uh, well, we just <clears throat> we struggled again. I mean, we struggled all year to score, and, and obviously, you know, the game Wednesday night, we just couldn't put the ball in net either. I mean, we should have, but um, uh, we, we outshot them by one, but, you know, we only put three on frame. We just uh, we just couldn't find it, and they have a legit score. His I don't know. I think his name's Aiden something. I'm not real sure what his name is, but he scored over 40 goals this year, and he's he's probably pushing 90 plus now, maybe even 100 for his career. So he's a legit guy, right. and we we man marked him, uh, but he still got loose and got two on us, and and they turned around man marked uh, Nick Nick mm-hmm. to the whole game, and and actually was kind of almost doubling him every time he tried to touch the ball. So. They did the same thing we did. We just couldn't find the net. So, you know, it was a little frustrating, but it all comes to an end at some point. Yes, it does. And unfortunately, it comes to an end uh, for your final your players, your seniors. Before we let you go, why don't you talk about the seniors on your team? Yeah, I got actually got – I'm going to talk about eight of them because Lily Blair, she was a senior. She was, uh, she was uh, my student manager this mm-hmm. year, uh, and that was Hayden's sister. So she came on did a great job for us. And uh, then Eric Cornelius – uh, four-year player Nick Fowle, four-year player. He uh, he was a captain also. Jake Negovich, uh, Josh Newman, Joe Sutman, both of those guys were uh, captains also. Logan Zidnick and Eli Wagner. Uh, all those guys all played all four years for me, and and uh, we had some ups and downs this year because of the COVID deal. We had two of them actually of that group got COVID, and then we had protocol where half my team was sitting out right. and you know and at the beginning of the year i had 14 kids so i think you know it brought us stronger together a lot of the young kids got a lot of playing time early in the year so it really helped us out in the long run well you and i had a chance to talk before you before you uh, played gca and uh i asked you the health of your team and and you said that this was the first time you had everybody together which it was that that's amazing it yeah, really really had 23 is. on the team and and wednesday night was the first time all year that they were all there healthy to play that's amazing so with the group that you got coming back uh what do you with with the group who are the who are the key building blocks uh, on your team that uh that are going to help propel oa uh into uh, next season well <clears throat> there's a there's a few of them i would say uh luke meyer and aaron snyder they're they're both juniors uh, they both started this year but again luke broke his toe so you only got to start two games all year um, Jacob Cornelius, uh, Ryan Geis, and Thomas Lowmiller—they're all sophomores, and and they are they're they're legit players. And then uh, uh, and then we got Hayden Blair and and Jacob Hilbert, Zach Hoff, James Latier, Isaiah Wagner, who's who was my keeper this year, and Henry Wanstroth and Ryan Wiggins, all freshmen. Um, 
So we got a good freshman group coming up. Um, Alex Machea, he he was my backup keeper. He's a sophomore. Uh, he, he stepped in. He got he got the only shutout we had all year, right? Uh, against somebody else. So Angus Lonerman, he's uh, uh, you only have to tell that boy one time what to do, and and he'll do it for you. Don't you love that? Yeah, and he, and he never played soccer before in his life until he came to OA. He's he's a sophomore now. Wow. And he came out because Alex and him were best friends. And Alex says, I'm going to play soccer. Why don't you play? So, yeah, sure, I'll play. <laughs> <laughs> and that's working out okay. Yeah. And then two other guys sure, I got named Evan, Evan Hilbert and Michael Weisberg. They're both uh, juniors, too. So, we, we, you know, we got a decent crew coming back. And, and, again, a lot of these guys got a lot of varsity time that maybe wouldn't have got it if all those upperclassmen wouldn't have been out. Yeah. How long has Coach Wilhelm been with you, Mike Wilhelm? He's been with me from the get-go, 14 years. 14 years. Yeah. That is fantastic. Him and his his son, uh, Alex, and my son, Derek, were in the same grade. So when I took the program over, uh, I asked him, I said, because his son was still playing, I said, you know, he lives right in Oldenburg. I said, Mike, I said, won't you be my scorekeeper? And he says, okay. He says, I'll do it as long as you're doing it. Well, we're still doing it, so I don't know how much longer that's going to be, but well, we're still doing it. I was, I was going to kind of ask you that because uh, when we were up uh, Saturday at Beach Grove uh, for that uh, girls' 2A final, Batesville was taking on Indianapolis Cathedral, and the Cathedral coach is, has been up there, same place, for 26 seasons. Is that right? Can you go 26? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know if they'll let me. I mean, they might be pushing me out in a wheelchair if I go 26. Uh, I still have fun. I mean, the kids keep me young, and it's it's you know it's been trying the last couple of years with the whole COVID thing, but it's it's a blast. I I love it, and I I. I going to keep going as long as they'll let me well we certainly hope that uh things uh from from that perspective improve it's got to get better it has, at to. Some it, point. It has to yes but uh yeah it's been a it's been a source of frustration for everybody but uh coach uh, great seeing you again it was it was wonderful to see you guys get a get a fantastic win up at southwestern shelby i'm sorry you didn't be weren't able yeah. to put two of those together and yeah. and get to play on saturday but uh you know as they say only only one can move on right yeah that's a fact but it, it was one of the most exciting games i've been associated with i and people all time say you know soccer has no uh has no excitement or anything they'd have been watching that game grant it was only one to one but the excitement and 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 the and just the the play of the game it you, you had to like it that's about as good as it gets coach yep, yes it does. it does coach ken gets with us here on on the coaches show great catching up with you again thanks right. so much for stopping by tonight. thank you all the best to you hope yeah i'll tell ron i want to give a shout out to please ron do too. he's I, listening yeah ron i i miss you and hope you get well and and get back here because uh i like bryce but <laughs> uh uh, it's not it's not the same, Ron. We need you back. And Ron's a lot better looking than I am. Too, so there we go. Coach, thank you again. All right, thank you. Thank you. Ken Getz, uh, boys soccer coach out at Oldenburg. And when we come back, it'll be Brian Mitchell, uh, the head football coach out at Oldenburg. You're listening to Coach's Corner on Country 103.9 WRBI. It's back. Our delicious chicken bruschetta pizza is back. Cecil Ison from Ison's Family Pizza in downtown Batesville. The savory pizza with white garlic sauce, seasoned chicken, mozzarella provolone cheese, cheese, tomatoes, and fresh basil, all on our fresh in-house made dough. Mmm, mmm. Come try this or any of Batesville's best pizza at 117 East George Street, IsonsFamilyPizza.com, 812-933-0333. Ison's Family Pizza's famous chicken bruschetta pizza is back. Nothing brings the family together like a home-cooked meal. Let Whirlpool and Maytag Appliances help you handle what the day brings. From smart cooking to dependable dishwashers, Garings has it all. 
With the largest selection of Whirlpool and Maytag appliances in the area, you're sure to find the perfect appliance for your cooking needs. Shop for the best appliances with the latest features at Garing's today. Whirlpool and Garing's, 316 North Main, Batesville. Coach's Corner, delivered by Ison's Family Pizza, continues from 103.9 WRBI. Back for our final segment of Coach's Corner on WRBI. Thanks again to Coach Ken Getz of Oldenburg Boys Soccer, who was with us in that prior segment. Now we're going to close the show tonight with Oldenburg football coach Brian Mitchell. Coach, great to see you again. Right, great to see you. Three, three OA coaches in a row. That's awesome. How about that? It's, it's all twisters all the time. Commercial, well, almost commercial free. We got we got to play commercials because we have to have to pay the bills and absolutely we have a fantastic group of sponsors that are with us for the coaches show and uh, we certainly thank each and every one of them which we will thank again at the end of the broadcast but let's talk about uh, your most recent uh, game and that was against the South Decatur Cougars first of all it was senior night for both programs had a chance to celebrate your final year players talk a little bit about that yeah it was so great um our team mom really kind of coordinated all that, so it kind of took a lot of pressure off of me. I got to celebrate all the seniors at halftime, and they got, like, this really nice crate that had, like, a blanket and some candy and a couple other things in it. So just a really good way to kind of end it all off So for the seniors who've dedicated their time and energy to the program. Well, in the game itself, unfortunately, it was it was not a victory for you guys. You fell twenty seven to six up in Westport. Uh, you did have some highlights, and instead of me picking them off here, I'm going to you you tell me, uh, and 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 I may jump in here and there, but I'm gonna, I'm going to let you steer the ship here a little bit and tell me about what you thought were the highlights for the Twisters on uh, Friday night against the Cougars. Uh, we uh we moved the ball. You know, Caleb Blayman here, he's our played halfback for us. He uh, he had 167 yards of rushing. Uh huh. So 200 total yards altogether. You know, we had over 300 yards of of offense. You know, we can move the ball. Um, was that the first time in this year that you <clears throat> top 300 as far as? Oh yeah, offense? yeah, I yeah. believe so. Yeah. yeah, I believe so. So well, I saw the 167 number and I was like, that that was that was a pretty impressive I mean, night for that. It was that like young 22 man. carries. Like he he really ran the ball really well. Um, we had three guys with five t- total tackles. I mean, you know, um, our score came off of uh, senior kid uh, CJ Grody on a three-yard quarterback keep. Mm-hmm. So I mean, um, you know, we I thought we did a really good job. We just shot ourselves in the foot a couple of times. And we got close, and uh, you just can't do that. Yeah, you know, and, and so. was it a question, shooting yourself on the foot, was it a question of turnovers or penalties? Just or penalties. Uh, we did have three turnovers, but um, they weren't, like, really close. We would just get down to where we would get close to the goal line and just, unfortunately, you know, a false start or um, legal procedure or, you know, whatever happens to be the case and just ended up shooting ourselves in the foot. But um, I thought our players played really, really great. Uh, we just watched, got done watching film, and um, <clears throat> I really feel like, you know, we showed them, like, look, this is what's going to happen if you can move forward and do right. the things that you're supposed to do. So it's all coming together at a good time. Right. So we, we drew Milan. Tough, right. tough opponent. Yeah, we're, we're, we'll talk about the Indians here in, in just a second, but a little bit more about your game with South Decatur. You had mm-hmm. mentioned, uh, you know, the, the miscues, which uh, really prevented you from putting additional points on the board. And, and when that happens, you know, you're giving more chances back to, to your opposition right there, which puts a ton of more pressure on your defense. Yeah. Uh, the Twisters do, or the, uh, the Cougars uh, come away with a uh, – uh, four touchdown performance that night, finishing with with twenty seven points. Defensively, what challenges did you face uh, with South Decatur? How much of that was how much of that was long scoring drives by the Cougars, and how much was it they were getting the ball in pretty decent field position and and didn't have a long field to, to contend with? I think three 
<clears throat> of their uh, defensive t- or offensive touchdowns came from explosive plays. Um, you know, the very first play they they ran, they ran a flea flicker for a touchdown. Um, you know, just inexperience at our DBs. We got a true freshman who's never played football ever before playing DB with Christian Mack. Uh, Spencer Mack, who's his older brother, who's a senior. He's first-year starter. And then we got Griffin Pitzer, who's back at uh, safety. He's a first-year starter as a senior. <clears throat> and then Caleb Grivey, who's a true freshman who's never played football ever before. You know, just inexperience, you know. And, and we've talked about the, the players that, um, you know, for the very first time are putting on putting on pads yeah, uh, yeah. and 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 you mentioned the flea flicker play I, I couldn't imagine as a as a as a player who had just stepping on the football field for the first time this season and then to see that uh, to try to be able to to mentally navigate what a flea flicker is all about it, it had to catch him off guard oh yeah no definitely and you know you're expecting to see the run and you're you want to be aggressive and you know we stressed all week that they had a pretty decent running game and um, you know, so they come come coming up forward and they get flat footed and they pitch it back and it's over. So yeah, well Sunday Sunday night uh, the IHSAA had the tournament draw and uh, you guys are involved in sectional forty seven yep. and it's a road game for you guys at Milan. Yep. Uh, the Indians only two and six, but they play it. They play. They played a pre- up all year. Pretty nice schedule. Yeah, yeah they played up all year. So uh, you look at. Uh, I like to look at this time of year. I look at. I, I like to look at Sagarin numbers instead mm-hmm. of looking at coaches' poll numbers because yeah. there's that's you know it's very arbitrary. But uh, uh, once you get about this deep in the season, some of those numbers start to make sense. So Milan coming in at two and six, yet they're they're ranked thirty three in Class One A. So that's yeah. that says that they're playing above what their record shows. Absolutely, and they're they're a solid team. I know the coaches. Uh, um, a great coach from everything I've heard. I've not had a chance to really had a lot of interaction with him. Coach Langferman. Yeah, I know yeah. he's he's a phenomenal coach. Milan's a, a big football town, and uh, they're going to be ready. You know, they've played Lawrenceburg, who they're probably going to win their sectional, maybe even their regional. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, they've they've played Greensburg. They've played all these other higher level teams. So don't let the record fool you. They're they're a good team, right? And then uh, on the opposite half of that bracket, uh, the winner out of that game will take on the winner of North and South. And, yep. and I mentioned this in my sportscast today that that I thought it was great that those two teams drew each other because that they, game got they, that game got canceled. Yeah, they got canceled because of COVID. Uh, so it's cool to see the rivalry get to live on in the sectional, which will make it even more of a rivalry. I feel so that'll be interesting to see what happens there. South Decatur gets the benefit of hosting that <laughs> one, and and again talking about the Sagarin numbers and playing above what your record shows. North Decatur has played up all season mm-hmm. too. They're sitting at three and four, one game below five hundred. Yet they're ranked number eighteen yeah. in class uh, class one A. So they played a really close game with uh, Monroe Central, who we played earlier in the season. So. Right. It'll be uh, that'll be a good game there. So your target, your focus, uh, going in against Milan uh, on um, you got a week off, so mm-hmm. you get two weeks to prepare for the Indians. Mm-hmm. Just your first thoughts about uh, you know trying to prepare your team for the Indians uh, two weeks from this past Friday. We got to make them believe. You know, um, it's a, that's the great thing about Indiana sectional football. You know, you can go ten and zero or zero and ten and win the state. You know, right. if you can get the ball rolling, you can figure it out. Um, you know, it's a true Dave and Goliath. I, I know we're the we're the David here, and um, you know we're gonna try to do our best to you know control clock and control the situations where we can. And um, you just gotta have the kids buy in and, and really believe. 
Well, sling the stone, Coach, and we'll and uh, we'll see what happens, right? We'll see what happens. You never know. Coach Brian Mitchell, great to see you once again. Thank you so much for coming Thanks, down. Thanks, Bryce. Hope Coach is doing well. Thank you. He's uh, listening tonight. Cool. All right, that's uh, Brian Mitchell, uh, the head coach of Oldenburg Football. And before I close out the show tonight, I'd like to thank uh, Cecil Eisen and the staff at Eisen's Family Pizza for being such great hosts. Our other wonderful sponsors, including Gehrings, Fleetwood, Chevrolet Buick, George's Pharmacy and Medical Equipment, Great Plains Communications, Hurt and Elko, Margaret Mary Health, and Bruns Gutzweiler. A big thanks to John Heil for engineering the show at the studio and to all of my guests who joined me tonight, Batesville Football's Evan Ulrey, David Bradshaw of Jacksonville Cross Country, Oldenburg Volleyball's Debbie Gregg, Ken gets of Oldenburg Boys Soccer and Twister Football Coach, still right in front of me, a great guy, Brian Mitchell. Our scheduled guests next week, once again, include Coaches coaches Ulrey and Mitchell, along with Batesville Boys Soccer Coach Kyle Huntman and BHS Cross Country Coach Lisa Galsman. That's going to do it for me, Bryce Kendrick, sitting in for the Hall of Famer Coach Ron Raver and his Hall of Fame wife, Sally. I'll be back at 6 a.m. tomorrow with a fresh look at local sports and in studio at 12 o'clock to take you through your afternoon. Until then, enjoy your evening. Thanks so much for listening to Coach's Corner on Country 103.9 WRBI. Join us again next time for another edition of Coach's Corner, delivered by Ison's Family Pizza. And check out our Coach's Corner podcast archives online at WRBIRadio.com from 103.9 WRBI, Batesville, Greensburg, Brookville, Versailles.